Hello everyone, it's Saturday, April 1st. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This week's episode focuses on the British invasion, baby! <laughs> Please note that this episode is not sponsored by McVitie's Original Penguins, a very British, very chocolatey snack. Despite the fact that I will be picking up a penguin. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a terrible job. That's their slogan, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that very well. But you'll be eating them for the entire episode. Oh, I am. Unless, of course, you go through them before we get to the end. And I learned something today from you. Yeah, uh, Chelsea didn't know this, but on every individually packaged penguin, they have a joke. And I said to her, I said, we should mention one of them. And they're always to do with penguins or ice, and they never get old. I don't know who got paid to do this, but they were deserving a raise for the amount that they would have had to have created. So, the joke on this one says, what's a penguin's favorite dog, Charles? A penguin's favorite dog? Yes. Penguin's favorite dog. Um, I don't know. Okay, I, I don't even have a, a guess. Go a ahead. A Bichon Freeze. A Bichon Freeze? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. High, cal <laughs> high caliber comedy from the people at uh, McVitie's Penguin. They are so funny. Anyway. Oh, anyway. As always, we will talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they're memorable. We will have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And lastly, we'll play a quick round of Twist the Sister where one of us loves something the other hates and we'll open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right. Which is me. It's always me. Or it's me. Vote Daisy. <laughs> so as we mentioned, this is British Invasion Week. And just a little um, background, our heritage is British, specifically English, so we've watched a lot of British types of things growing up. We watched a lot of, like, Wallace and Gromit yeah. as kids. Well, you used um, to love my impression, yet, cheese, Gromit, and I did the whole hand thing. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. It was British cartoons, British uh, yeah. comedies. We didn't really watch any British dramas other than, like... Um, Heartbeat. Heartbeat. That's and, British. And uh, Midsummer Murders. Those were those were like our British British dramas. Soaps? Well, I didn't watch any of those. Well, Carnation Street, I still watch. So. I, I watch a lot of British comedies. I watch yeah. like uh, Keeping Up Appearances. I I liked that one. One Foot in the Grave. I liked that. Um, and I know you watch more of the modern ones. You like the IT Crowd. Yes. Yeah, that's something that's your anyway. Yeah. We're going to talk about two that we are particularly fond of. Because, once again, since we are nearly a decade apart, yes, uh, one of us feels like a different piece of British culture affected their childhood than the other oh, one. Oh, yeah. I was madly in love with... The, I'll, I'll let you go first, but, but uh, when you... Oh, you want me to go first? Yes, go okay. ahead. Okay, so I chose Vicar Dibley for my pop culture artifact for this week. Hello, I'm Geraldine. Believe you expect me. No, I'm expecting our new vicar. Unless, of course, you are the new vicar and they've landed us with a woman. <laughs> Some sort of insane joke. Oh, dear. Oh, my God! You were expecting a bloke, beard, Bible, bad breath. Yes, that sort of thing. Yeah. And instead you got a babe with a bobcat and a magnificent bosom. Don French, in her prime comedically for me. You love Absolutely Fabulous, but for me it's Vicar Dibley. Yeah, French and Saunders, just for, for those who are not British... Uh, French and Saunders are two female, like, Laurel and Hardy type of comedians. They were very, very funny ladies. They still are very funny ladies. Um, but they each had their own respective shows separately, as well as having, you know, a, 
a group show together with the two of them. Yeah. Absolutely Fabulous was Jennifer Saunders' show, which I loved. And I, you know, I almost want to talk about that. But, <laughs> now, but no, I'm, not, I'm going back you off digress. track. Yes, yes. So go ahead and tell us about Dawn so, French's show. Vicar Dibley is basically a quiet country town in uh, Britain, welcomes their first female vicar. They've only had men doing it. And they spend the first episode kind of addressing the fact that they think it's a bit of a joke. And uh, David, who is, like, the lead of the council, very wealthy man in town, it, it's like he is the rich one and everyone else is a peasant. Like, he has all the money and everyone else is scraping by. And it's also important to note as well that the series, like, it, it aired in 1993, 94, sometime yeah, around something, that period. Yeah, I think it was 94. So, so yeah, so it, women, you know, coming into positions of power, especially in, like, traditional societies, was very new. And religion as well. Yes, Religion is, is very much a male-dominated field. Um, but she came in and she, she kind of brings a lot of heart and a lot of humor to the town. And she, she basically takes a bunch of crazy people. Because if you've watched the show... Quirky. It, Say they're, quirky. They're, they're not crazy. They're, they're very they quirky. They are quirky, eclectic bunch. Um... Like, you'll, you'll have an episode where they're doing a town fair. You'll have one where they're doing speed dating. It's... it's uh, Small town shenanigans. Yes, it really is small town shenanigans. And um, she kind of brings them together. She's the glue that holds the group together. And they grow. They have their own different uh, storylines. But they also grow as a group as well as on their own. But she's also very human as well. Like, even though she is supposed to be their religious authority... Her home, like something that I always remember in my mind, is that she, in her home she, she has would Mel have, Gibson on her yes, wall, at, right next at the to time, Jesus. At the time, Mel Gibson was like a heartthrob. She has a picture of Mel Gibson right next to, to Jesus. Yeah, so and then later her she two gods and then later I think her. she has Robbie Williams. She changes them up based on who her crush is at the moment. But whoever, she, yeah, whoever yeah. the hottest people's hottest. Basically, yes. basically at she that switched time. out the men's the sexiest man alive each year. She just put yeah. them on her wall. Yeah. Um, but it's also very rude, the show is, very rude comedy, which is not the what best. What do you mean by rude? Like, it's not, like, like the same sort of rude you could think of, like, 40-year-old virgin and no. top. It's not rude no. like that. No, but it's, it is suggestive, and, uh, yeah. and in that sense, it's rude. N naughty in, like, a cheeky way, not in, yes. like, a, a red band trailer like, sort it of isn't way. euphoria, but British. <laughs> it's, it's not there. No. Um. Nowhere near that. But, to give you an idea... When we were watching it, you think you were probably about four when you watched it, three or oh, four. Oh, yeah. Well, I watched it as it when was it basically came airing. Exactly. Yeah. And then when I was... Ten about, years later. Almost. Yeah. About ten years yeah. later. I was about four or five. So it was long done by that point. Yeah. Um, that's when I got to watch it because mom and dad were those people that would... They had three shows they liked and we'd watch them once a year and then we'd repeat. <laughs> Yes. That yeah. was more dad than mom, because mom's a bit more flexible, but it would be like, Darling Bids of May, Vicar of Dibley, repeat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically that, over and over again. It was the things that he enjoyed. And I reminded him his... of home. Yeah, yeah, and reminded him of home, and, and so we just would watch those things over and over again. So, and Only Fool's Horses, were, I think was yes, the other one. Yes, But anyway. that we'd have to watch on TV. Anyway, um, that, for me, the impact for me was it kind of... Um, even though I watched it when I was four, so there was obviously stuff that I wouldn't have understood fully, uh, humor-wise, I feel like it helped me kind of refine my sense of humor and my taste when I watch funny things. Because even though some of it's plain silliness and ridiculous, 
there are uh, moments, specifically Don French, I feel really rings true, and David as well, the character of David Horton. Who's David Horton again? Uh, the bald guy who is the father to Hugo. They're okay. the rich, rich. I can't remember. They're the, the rich, rich family. Oh right. Okay. So owns predominantly own owners of the town almost because if they have, they have all the capital. Yeah. So well, they he's have... like a politician. He's he's been yeah voted and to so run he's constantly things. coming to a head yeah. with the vicar because she's like the religious authority. Yeah. He's like the financial authority. Um. But because of Don French's uh, Geraldine vicar character and David's. Uh, character. They're both very witty, they're both very sarcastic and dry, which I thought was so funny when I was younger, and I feel like that also led me down a certain path for mm-hmm. things that I found funny, as well as what I am like. Because, as as you've said before, I am Dorothy from Golden Girls. I have, yeah. You, you have a dry wit, and, and I think you have that... Every character you really love yeah. tends to have a dry yeah. wit. Yeah. Um... But that's it yeah. for Vicar Dibley for me. That is my pop culture artifact that shaped me and impacted me. <laughs> well, I'm going to go a different way because as much as I enjoyed Vicar Dibley, Vicar Dibley is a little bit obscure and I did not want, like, in my experience, the thing that I remember the most is that at the end of each episode, it, they would close. The yeah. They yeah. would close with her best friend who was kind of a bit of a ditzy individual she would tell her a joke, and nine times out of ten, she wouldn't get the joke and have to explain the Alice. joke. And that would be played for laughs. And it's so funny. Like, it's the most, like, tiniest of jokes. And she would sit there, and she either doesn't understand it, or she'd go, that's not funny, that's really sad. But that was for Vicar Dibley. I know you remember the joke, but for me, it, I always remember just odd jokes that yeah. happen throughout the episodes that just, they get me every time. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm different, though. I liked... You went for wit, like like sarcastic verbal wit. I went for physical comedy. Yes. I and I, I feel like mine is not obscure. I feel like mine's much more universal, global sort the, of phenomenon. The reason I think you feel that way is mostly due to the fact that every year, Mr. Bean's Christmas. I haven't said airs. what it is yet. Spoiler. Uh, so, if for all of those who were waiting on bated breath, Mr. Bean would be my pick. <laughs> um, uh, uh, well, uh, hello, I'm Dr. Bean, apparently. So go ahead with your, your story, I am baby. sorry to have hurt you You've so. Ru- you ruined the but, big reveal. But I feel that your reasoning behind it, feeling like it's constantly running and it's not going to disappear into obscurity is because Mr. Bean runs every year at Christmas. They do Mr. Bean's Christmas yeah. every year. Yeah. No, on different it's, TV it's just channels. something that I found. Like, I always thought when I was younger... Well, you loved Rowan Atkinson. You did. No, I like Mr. Bean. Like, I, I, Rowan Atkinson's all well and good, and he's been in some really good movies that I've enjoyed with very small bit parts. And, of course, he's he played Zazu yeah. in uh, The Lion King. One but, of your favorite Disney which movies is ever. One of, yeah, exactly, which is definitely in, right up there at the top for me. But no, my I liked Mr. Bean the character more than anything. And I I thought I don't know why, but like I felt like because we watched so many obscure things, because we came from a British family and I didn't think that everybody else was seeing the same things as me. I really loved Mr. Bean and I had an opportunity when I was quite young to go and have my VHS copy of like two episodes signed. And I was like, oh yeah, we're definitely going to this signing. So we headed downtown and this was in the nineties when Mr. Bean was like airing. It was, it was the time that it was its original run. 
And lo and behold, I was very wrong. There were thousands upon thousands of people waiting there, massive you, you lines. You were not special. You were one amongst I thousands. I was not special. <laughs> I did not get the VIP treatment. And in fact, um, Rowan Atkinson got so overwhelmed by the, I guess, outpouring of yeah, love. I've heard this story. That, that he ended up leaving early and yeah. I never did get um, my signed copy of my VHS. But that didn't bother me because I still love Mr. Bean. I was just like, no, you're that like, makes sense. You were sense. like, it was worth standing in this line just to see him walk away. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even see him walk away. <laughs> I was not even nearly close enough to see him walk away. But yeah, so anyway, I love Mr. Bean. I feel like Bean. Dad would have kicked up a fuss and he walked away when you were like, next. Oh, I have no idea. Here. I can't remember. I was Dad far too young. Up. I was very, very yeah. young. And the thing about Mr. Bean is that it is a universally funny thing. So it, I watched it, of course, I was like a baby, basically, when, when it came out. I thought it was hilarious from the get-go because of the physical comedy, the funny faces, the funny actions. And, I mean, he, his friend, his best friend is a teddy bear. Yeah. Like, it, it played well with me from a young age. But as I've gotten older, and I've watched it many, many times afterwards, and I, I own... Uh, like the complete collection of Mr. Bean and I've watched it again I find it still funny like some of the stuff that he does is stuff that as an adult you would like to do but none of us have that kind of like we, we don't wanton, sink to that level wanton way about we don't you. yeah exactly we do not sink to that level but we've thought about it and and I I don't know I think that's the impression that it left on me is that it's it's fun for all ages but for very different reasons and um, and I, it also again my appreciation of Pratt Falls was very much uh, because of this like every little because he doesn't speak yeah for for those who haven't seen Mr Bean the most please you, leave you, this podcast and no, go do not go do that. watch Mr do Bean do not you keep asking people to do it no <laughs> one's going to listen but yeah the most you ever hear out of Mr Bean is like oh like it's a weird sound that he'll yeah. make and that's just because his body is doing it not because he's actively speaking yeah it's just muttering yeah if oh. anything at all like it, it's it's not even human the sounds that come out of Rowan Atkinson <laughs> in the show yeah everything is yeah you you can't watch that show and be on your phone at the same time because you'll miss it yeah um but yeah yeah it's anyway I love Mr. Bean and uh moving on what is uh this week yeah, this week you have our fan theory fight club. Yes, I do. So I'm interested in this one because it is it's the one, this the only Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard. I'm a what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Harry Potter basically the fan theory for this week is that the Dursleys who <laughs> If you haven't seen Harry Potter, please leave this Where have podcast. you been living? Where have you been living if you haven't seen Harry Turn Potter? Turn off the podcast and go watch that now because you've been under a rock actually, for far too actually, long. Actually, I will agree with Chelsea. Turn off the podcast at this point because who are you who have, have not you seen or heard of Harry Potter? We can't. We cannot give you the full <laughs> Harry Potter world. It, it it would require way too much. As research. a result, the the. Um, J.K. Rowling the fan, the, the fan theory fight club this week, I've tried to make it very brief, because if we went to all of the nitty-gritties of Harry oh Potter, gosh, yes. we would be attacked by fans, praised by fans, all in one fell swoop. Yes, yes. So, and, and we don't want to be murdered by muggles. Yeah. So. We are not into that. No. Anyway, so the Dursleys, who, if you haven't seen it, they basically raise Harry, and they are the, well, they're technically his aunt and uncle and his cousin they live with him for the first like he's 17, an orphan yeah harry he, potter is an orphan yes harry potter is an orphan his parents died because an evil wizard named voldemort killed them and as a result of this killing harry potter becomes a horcrux 
What's a horcrux? So basically, (laughs) if you do a very evil duty or act of some sort, you murder someone, cannibalism, anything... Cannibalism? Is that seriously a thing? That's a different thing. There's another fan theory. Is there a horcrux with cannibalism? I don't know. But I've read that there's like another fan theory that he was doing cannibalism. I don't want to get into it. Anyway. Okay. So Voldemort, when he killed the parents, what happens is a horcrux is created when you do an evil act and your soul leaves you and goes into something else. It transfers into something. Into an object. Usually an object, yes. Okay. So in this situation, though, instead of it going into an object, it goes into Harry himself. He has an internal horcrux. But as a result of having so a horcrux... So it's attached to a person rather than an object. In this situation, yes, that okay. Harry is a horcrux. This, in this theory? Yes, in this theory, he is, in fact, a where horcrux. Did you, where did you get this theory from? From Tumblr. Tumblr? Not yes. Reddit. Well, that's yes. a change. I know. Okay, so Our Tumblr. Our two main sites. So uh, user ten dollar founding father came up with this theory. Okay, thank Shout you. Shout out to them. Yeah, I was gonna say thank you, ten dollar founding father. For we this we will send you twist. your ten dollars if we get paid. Uh, we will not be sending ten dollars. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Harry, because he's a Horcrux, and is a key element in the whole Deathly Hallows, if you've seen the movies, um, he having it inside of him becomes kind of dangerous towards the Dursleys because. The Dursleys hate him due primarily to the fact that Horcruxes can turn normal people to mean and bitter people. And with Harry living with them for 17 years of his life, that's a lot of exposure to those harmful ele- uh, like effects of it. So Okay, so it's like living with asbestos, basically. Something yes. bad is going to come up. But it. instead of like getting really sick and dying, they become really mean and bitchy. Okay. So that's why this the whole fan theory is that they hate him. Because he is kind of forcing them to with his disease of being a horcrux. And Harry Potter... So, hold on. But horcruxes just, in general, they make... Like, I just have to verify something about bitter this ones, Which is what happens with Ron and with Jenny. Because Jenny has it when she has Tom Riddle, who is Voldemort. Okay, so in, in different parts in, diary, in the story... In the second one. We have other experiences that show... The horcrux making nice people, normal people, really mean. Like friends... Yeah, friends of Harry's turn out to be... And future wife. <laughs> okay. Um, well, okay. <laughs> spoiler alert. Bit of a spoiler. <laughs> but, uh, so Ginny, who is Ron Weasley's sister, Ron Weasley is Harry Potter's best friend, uh, his sister gets exposed to a horcrux when she has Tom Riddle's diary, who is secretly Voldemort, but... And she turns into a bit of a twip. Yeah, she, she kind and of acts and weird and is being funny. And then, of course, his best friend Ron, he has Slytherin, or Salazar Slytherin's locket, I don't know if that's the first Deathly Hallows or what, but it's later on in the series. When he's exposed to that, he gets really jealous and angry, and it, it's not who Ron is, if you've watched the show. He's not light and funny comic relief. He gets really dark. Yeah. Okay. Which leads to other issues. But basically, I think this works, this theory. I, okay, I, I, have a, I have a question. Let's hope I can answer it. Okay. Okay, so this this, hor- this theory that Harry Potter becomes a Horcrux, it's not the theory that Harry has always been a Horcrux. No. It's that when his parents were fighting against that evil wizard Voldemort, the main villain of the whole When he series, shows up and kills them, his that evil act makes his soul leave him. So the piece of Voldemort transfers at that his moment. Soul. His soul leaves him, goes okay. into Harry as like... So he's like a conduit. And only by virtue of the fact then that, that he ends up becoming like 
award of the Dursleys, that's when the Dursleys become... Yes. So prior to that, the Dursleys should have been nice people. Yes. But, of course, when if you've seen the movies, you never see the Dursleys prior to Harry being dropped at their door. Like, Fair enough. Here you go. Of course we knew. How could you not be? My perfect sister being who she was. Oh, my mother and father were so proud of the day she got her letter. We have a witch in the family. Isn't it wonderful? I was the only one to see her for what she was. A freak. And then she met that potter. And then she had you, and I knew you would be the same. Just as strange, just as abnormal. And then, if you please, she went and got herself blown up. And we got landed with you. There, There is definitely merit to this theory. I like the idea of this. But at the same time, is, is there any evidence of a Horcrux ever being another person? Or is it only the theory that Harry is the only person? Like, it's objects all the other times, and it's... Harry the person. Well, I haven't one. done like a deep dive into all of the different Horcruxes, but I know that Voldemort was creating seven. I don't know what all seven of them were, so it is a possibility that it could go into another person. But they think that this whole thing came about and that he's a Horcrux because usually it goes into an object of some sort, as I said, the the diary, the locket, stuff like that. Okay. Um, but So you're not sure? You're not sure if it was ever another person? I don't know if there's ever another person, okay. because I haven't done, like, a deep dive into that, the Harry Potter That would universe. be part of my theory. That like, would be if there the was one another thing one, that is a question mark if there was a, Yeah. If there was another person, then I would say, okay, maybe this is plausible. But that that makes it a little less valid. But then on top of it... But the reason I, I think the, the do I don't have, know, I don't know about have... the history of it. Sorry, I don't know about the history of other people being Horcruxes. But I do know that because he is a Horcrux in that moment, you do have a certain amount of immortality for a certain amount of time. I don't know what changes that necessarily, but having that immortality is what stops Voldemort from killing him and only gives him a scar. But because he also has his soul within him as a Horcrux, that is why he can feel him like through the scar, like he knows he's near stuff like that, which backs it up. Okay, and I agree there as well. I have another question. Another okay. follow-up question. Let's hope we can answer it again. Okay. It, at any point, do they... I swear, I, I feel, maybe this is like a false memory at this point, but I feel like there is a like a flashback moment where you see Harry Potter's parents before they were murdered with the aunt and uncle, the Dursleys. Does yeah. that ever happen? Um, you. I think you see... And see what they were like back then. The yeah. Dursleys. Yeah, but you don't see... Like, this could be... They could have had an argument. Anything could have happened in this flashback. So they could have been having... So there was. Yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. I don't remember You don't remember it in. vividly either. You just yeah. remember it having this, happened. This is our sign we need to watch Harry Potter again, everybody. <laughs> so all, so then, all movies now. So my question then... There's my question. If we saw that flashback, I feel like that would be, like, true... Or false to this whole thing. So you think if you see the flashback and they're still being dicks? If they yes, if they were still dicks in that flashback, but then the that same, would make me. But think, that's the thing. You think it might be situational, where yes. like they might have had a fight. It could or be situational, like but it's also because they're muggles. They are pure muggles. She happened to be a witch, so she already said when she is under this whole Horcrux thing. But weren't they mean she to said, her? She they were mean on, to her. She no? says to Harry in like the first Harry Potter when she's being nasty. But you can't be. trust that. You can't trust anything that the Dursleys say in the presence of Harry after his parents die because if the theory is valid then the Horcrux can make them bad people and say bad things that they don't truly believe just because they're being manipulated by it. Yeah. So you can't trust that. But if there's a flashback where we see for certain with like a reliable narrator of some kind 
then we can say either yes or no. Yeah. That makes it easier. If if we take away your whole thing of like, what about the situation? Yeah. What if they're having a fight? But I if we take that out I of it, think I, think, I still think you could get a better idea at that point. Are they horrible people? Because these people are really nasty. Yeah. Like, it's not like a, a situational sort of nasty. It's like yeah. deep down attribute of who they are. Yeah, but exactly. You don't know people are that that are so hateful in this, really, other than actual villains who are evil, like Voldemort and stuff like that. Those are the only people that are really I this feel evil. Like, yeah, they're like mustache-twizzling sort of yes. cartoonish-level villainy. Yeah. So yeah. is that And they lock him in his room and don't feed him at certain points and put bars on his window. Like, it's... Yeah. And they don't give him a bedroom. Yeah. He starts off and I think living under the all, stairs. And notice how none of the neighbors are reporting any of this stuff. None of them are really concerned about the fact they that there are They don't even know he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think yeah. your neighbors would be concerned about all these other things? A nosy neighbor would definitely come in and be like, no, this is, this is this weird. Is... We've got bars on the window. And, yeah. and at least report it to, like, the homeowners association or yeah. something like that. But that also begs the so, question. I'm gonna say... With him being near them, does that mean that it also affects others around? Like, the two surrounding houses, is it gonna branch out far enough That's with the horcrux that they're also mean? And that would make sense as well because, I mean, there's parts of the book I can't remember which book it is, but there's parts of one of the books where Harry's friend... Please note, or not Chelsea, Harry's please note, Chelsea read the books. I did not. I read the first one, and I said I'd rather watch a two-hour movie than read this for a couple days again. It's more than two hours, but yeah. Whatever. Um, no, the books are fantastic, so... Right there, you know, you're, they, you've just lost a bunch of fans right there. <laughs> Come to my side. Come to my side. This I isn't a twist the sister. This is a fan theory, Chelsea. Oh, that's true, yeah. That's true. Come to Chelsea if you but want to talk But it's a fan books. theory fight club. It's a fan theory fight club, and I'm, I'm willing to fight for this one. Okay. My theory, though, is that what whatever the name of their son is, what's his name? D Dudley. Dudley yeah. Dursley. Yeah. So the aunt and uncle, they have their the cousin. They have their son, which is the cousin of Harry. At one point in the books... And I think it happens in the movies as well. Um, Harry approaches Dudley and his friends. That's and they're the And his friends are mean as one? well. His friends are nasty to him as well. Uh, it's not just Dudley being Dudley and, and which we can kind of put it put in the theory. Yeah, but his friends of, would be nasty to him because he said, Oh, my you know, my brother's this, that and the other, my cousin is this, that and the other. But but like here's he's my that, theory he's, though. He's planting the seeds of Him hatred. being near him though, him having like being a horcrux and all of that and making just being in presence, would the presence of a horcrux for just, you know, a small amount of time, would that be enough to make them a bad person? Or is it from prolonged exposure the way the Dursleys would have Yeah, it? like 17 years with the Dursleys, is that why they're evil? Or is it five minutes with this locket and all of a yeah, sudden five minutes with Harry, Harry, the locket, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's an interesting point. It's a question of that how said, long an exposure. I can see a possible crossover here with Lord of the Rings. Oh the my gosh. ring with Gollum <laughs> could be a Horcrux, and that's why he's like, "God, oh my god, give gosh. it to me." That that's something completely different. I'm just having my own like fan theory coming up now. It's getting worse and worse. Like yeah. this is becoming conspiracies what, are colliding. This is becoming a Pixar level. Yeah. Theory. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm gonna. Do you have a judgment call? On this theory? I support it, because I think that's cool. You know what? I do, too. So we're on the same side with this one. I, I completely Granted, agree. Granted, more research would help, but I do. I'm buying into this. I, I could think easily be flipped to a completely different feeling with a little with bit a of more of evidence. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of facts could change A little bit of research views. could change this entirely in terms of, of how I view it. But I'm going to say, yeah, I'll support this theory as well. Harry Potter could be a horcrux. All right. Okay. Now, on to our final 
piece of our podcast. We have the Twist the Sister segment. Now, uh... Am I twisting or are you twisting? I am twisting. You're twisting me. Yes. I'm okay. gonna twist you like a Twizzler. <laughs> um, also, not sponsored. Twizzler does not yes. sponsor this episode. If you want to, just hit us up, though. You know, Pop Goes the Girls <laughs> on Instagram. We'll take whatever you want to give us. Um... Especially if it's a snack. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. See, we don't have to buy any more food. We'll just eat what we have yeah, from we'll sponsors. Eat, we'll eat whatever you give us. <laughs> um, um, anyway, so for the Twisted Sister this week, this is a show that we have both seen. You have not seen season two, though, correct? What's the show? Chelsea, you, you, we've discussed this. We're talking about Bridgerton. You see, Miss Bridgerton and I have been fooling all of Mayfair for quite some time. We have fooled them into thinking we are courting. And really, all along, we simply enjoyed each other's company so much we could not stay away from one another. I had never been a man that much enjoyed flirting, or chatting, or indeed talking at all with Daphne. Miss Bridgerton, conversation has always been easy. Her laughter brings me joy. To meet a beautiful woman is one thing, but to meet your best friend in the most beautiful of women is something entirely apart. And it is with my sincerest apologies, I must say, it took the prince coming along for me to realize I did not want Miss Bridgerton to only be my friend. I wanted her to be my wife. Bridgerton, okay. Yes. Okay. Don't act like you didn't know. Yes. You what do you don't act like I didn't know? <laughs> I, I I lost track. I was eating my penguin, and I really you, kind of you went fell into alive. a I went into a, yeah. I went into a little bit of a haze there. Yeah. Okay, so you have not seen season two, correct? I have not seen season two, so which is a shame in itself. This but. this is an interesting twist, of sister, because you're not making the the argument that I should watch and enjoy Bridgerton because I watched the first season and I thought it was pretty good. I did not watch the second season because I said this is enough. Like we, we're done now. You've watched the second season. Yes, I'm dying for the third one. Whenever that arguing, trailer comes out, I will be there. So you're arguing not that the first season of Bridgerton. Oh, I'm not was arguing great. about seasons. Everybody kind of agrees on that point. Everyone. What I am arguing it is, it is one of the best shows of all time. That is what I'm arguing. Oh my god. <laughs> So you're not going for like a little argument. You're going for like the fine, the fine, fine. I, I will, I will pull myself together a bit. And you're not even like arguing just the season. You're arguing like the books yeah. and everything. Yes, you're a hardcore. I, fan. I am a bit of a fan, if you can't tell. A bit, <laughs> yeah, I would say so, so. What I did was, and you supported me in this because you bought me some for my birthday. I got I the did, Bridgerton, I did buy you the, books. the original Bridgerton books, the collection. There's prequels that I'm getting my hands on slowly, but I read the first one. Uh, after I'd watched the first season, and I didn't want to do that for the second season, so I read the second book. Just a little background on this. So Bridgerton, the series, is based on the Bridgerton family that consists of... Hold on. A bunch of kids. Eight kids. And they are all named uh, from, like... Alphabetically. Alphabetically from their birth. Okay, could you so, do like, it? The, could you do it? Yes, I Okay, can. what's A stand for? Anthony. He is what's the B? eldest. B. Benedict. He's the second eldest. C. Colin. Okay, so three boys so far. And then you have Daphne. Daphne. I know Daphne. She's the main character in the first in the one. one I saw. Okay. Then Eloise. Oh, I know who, Eloise. Who you relate to most. I like Eloise, yeah. Uh, then Francesca. 
Who's Francesca? She's the one that plays the piano and disappears for a bit. You barely see her in the first season and the second. <laughs> okay, so that's why I don't know her. Okay. Uh, yeah. But that's because of Francesca's story. So G. Gregory. Gregory, don't remember Who's the him. little boy. You okay. probably remember him. And then Hyacinth. Hyacinth. Hyacinth's like the baby. Yeah, she's the baby, but she's taller than Gregory. It's a whole thing in the first season. Anyway. <laughs> so, okay. uh, when I watched the first season, I went in because I'm a sucker for period pieces, which... And I'm not. Yeah. So I, I went really... To it. I'm so bad for it. I went to it because of Shonda Rhimes. Yes. Shonda Rhimes, if, the if queen, you don't know. The queen of TV. Queen of prime time for a little while. She did Scandal. For a little while? What are you talking okay, about? Okay, a long while. She is reigning supreme. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, apparently she's reigning supreme. <laughs> um, God forbid I, I fall upon this reign. <laughs> um, so she is... Grey's Anatomy. She's the, the Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, Bridgerton. Just... A like, all not even the, a triad. All of the hour-long sort of dramas. A, a feast of gloriousness. Okay, alright, so so that's who she is, and if you know any of those shows and like any of those shows... You're a fan. Then you are, but yeah, you're Shonda Rhimes fan. You are a fan by association. Yeah. Anyway, so with Bridgerton... Back to my chocolate. Yes. <laughs> you're just going to, into like a chocolate haze while oh, I yes. talk about my love for Bridgerton. By the end of this, I'll agree with whatever you want. Yeah. I'm really I gotta just plow it. you with chocolate. Okay, here, here's this one for you next. Plow you with chocolate? <laughs> Ply you with chocolate. Whatever. Ply. Plow you with chocolate. <laughs> just roll right over you. <laughs> Oh, God. You'd probably love that. You'd just eat the chocolate that I ran over you oh, yeah. <laughs> As it flattens my face. <laughs> All right. Sorry, anyway, I interrupted. I'm so sorry. I interrupted. So, Go ahead. Uh, I got sucked into Bridgerton because basically what I heard was that it was like Gossip Girl for a period of time. And I thought, that sounds a little wild considering I'd seen a, a little bit of Gossip Girl. And I thought it was good. But then I thought, I don't see how this is going to like translate to Regency era stuff. Um, but then I watched it, loved it greatly, um, but from the cast to the soundtrack, because the music's amazing. The they music's have, cool. Yes. Can I talk had, a little bit about the music just for a second? I'm supposed to be twisting you I'm and sorry. you want to just join. Okay. You know what? I think she's twisted. She, she's already, <laughs> she already wants to join me in our explanation. No, I like in the first season. I don't know about the second season or anything else. You'd love it. Madonna's in the second season. <sighs> okay. Don't well, act like you wouldn't you, love that, it. That's a very that excellent. The that is the clear thing that would get I am you to a, watch I it. I am an '80s level Madonna music fan. So is it an '80s Madonna I song? It is. Okay. Just so just so you have a little idea, in case you didn't know, or in case you have seen Bridgerton and didn't realize, the songs that they play are actually modern songs, but they're done like classically. Classically, yeah. You, they they make them on violin, you have and bad cello, guy, bad strings, guy. and piano. Uh, you've got Bad Guy, you've got Thank You, Next. You're talking about um, Bad Guy by Billie, Billie Eilish? Eilish? Yes, okay. Thank You, Next by Ariana Grande. In the second you, season, you've got Wrecking Ball by Miley But you Cyrus. don't immediately recognize them because it takes a second. Some of them second. you do. Some of them you do. Like, Bad Guy, bad as soon guy, as I yeah. heard it, because, because the it's line. such a distinct bass line, yes. I was transported. I was definitely it's like, just boom, ba yeah. Da, no, don't, yeah. Don't. yeah, you know right away. Even if I saw like them, a cello, some of them. That. When I found out what they were, I was like, "You're playing." So hold on, hold on. You you may you may have been helping twist me a little bit here. Which Madonna song is it? I can't remember for the life of me now. Is it an '80s Madonna song, I'm or is it like, like the I'm, later Madonna? I'm a good which like I'm, not I'm a good like seventy percent sure that it is '80s. Okay, well, which you know for me is. That's prime Madonna. That's yeah. that's pr prime Madonna. Like prima Madonna. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so the music is great. If if nothing else, just go on to like Spotify now and just listen to that because that's awesome. But the cast is great. In the first season, you have um, 
Daphne and Simon's story. Now, granted, they take a bit of a detour from the books because the books were kind of more traditional in the sense that it is very much... Harlequin romance type of books, uh, right? They're like... Well, what I was going down was the whole race thing because Shonda wanted to have representation in the show. She has characters that basically the whole series, as far as I can tell... Oh, so the, book, in the, the books, books are white. all white. The they books are, are very white. white. Okay. Super white in the books. Is it explicitly said that? Or you just kind of assume... Based um, on the descriptions. Based on descriptions, they all sound white. Okay. Okay, so a bunch of white people, but the representation is... In the show is Way different, more diverse. And it's way more diverse, and that was something that made me just love the show right away, mm -hmm. just because I did like that they were representing a different version of Regency Times, because there is the whole rumor that uh, Queen Charlotte, who is a part of Bridgerton, was at least partially black. Like, in history, it is speculated that she was partially black due to portraits and stuff that Wait, were made of her. Wait, this is based on history? I thought Semi, this... yes. Oh, really? Yeah, Queen Charlotte is totally Oh, I thought legit. this was, like, total fiction. No, no, no. The, like, the families are, yeah. But there are elements of truth to history. Anyway. Of the royalty yes. parts. Yeah, because it huh. is speculated that she is was at least partially black in some way, and they have that reflected in the show, and they also have that be a, kind of a conversation between Simon's character and Lady Danbury in it. Oh. She basically says, you know, we have a queen that's opening doors for us kind of thing, so, you know, use your status for good. So, hold on. You're trying to twist me, though. I, I think you're you're going too large here. Why should I watch the second season? The second season specifically. The second season specifically. Because you are... So, I already agree I'm going to add in what I already said. The Madonna song that you're looking for. The Madonna that's the song. Thing. That's not enough for me. Second I, thing. I can go and stream You and it. me, we are both a sucker for a redemption arc in one way or another. Okay. It reflects in different things. Well, Anthony Bridgerton, you remember how he is in the first season. He was... Anth hold on. Anthony Bridgerton the is the eldest one. He has one. the ugly sideburns in the first season. And isn't he... Like, with Sienna, who is the opera singer. He's sleeping around with her. In the first, like, ten so, seconds of the show, he's screwing Hold on a second. You're, like, you're, you're, like, yelling at me Sorry. and waving hands here. <laughs> so, hold on. Anthony is the one... Doesn't he have affairs with, like, prostitutes and that kind of thing? Like, he doesn't want like to get married. Like, all men of that time? Like, is it part of yeah. the show, though? It, in the first... Am I thinking of the right person? Yeah, he's the... Well, you don't see Benedict or Colin doing anything. Okay. They're so basically then, so celibate. So it's automatically... Okay, so it's automatically um, Anthony. The, Got it. And then, like, in the first season, Benedict has his, like, sexual awakening a bit, but even then, it's very mild. Um, so Anthony's <laughs> the one... A mild sexual Anthony's awakening. Anthony's the one who's a bit of a man-whore in the first one, and you don't like his character very much because... He's kind of, because Simon in the first season is his best friend and Daphne is his sister, his attitude about the whole thing is like, you should not uh, date my sister, you know, you are not good enough for her, this, that, and the other. And it's really none of his business. He cares because he is kind of the man of the house right now, but at the same time, it's none of his business. And Daphne says such in the first season. Well, in the second season, it follows his love, his love story, which is the exact same as the books. The first book was about Daphne and Simon. Second one, Anthony and Kate. I don't care about Anthony, though. Hold on. You do, though, in the second season, because I went in really worried, because I didn't like Anthony at all after the first season. And in the books, he's slightly more manageable. But I decided to read the book first, then see the show for the second season. And that, I feel like... That kind of prepared you. me, prepared me for it. Okay. But at the same time, I do like there's little changes that they made in the That's show. That's a huge investment. Like not not just watch the second season, but you also now have to read the books to really I feel something. No, no, no. I read the book first because I didn't want to do what I did with the first season where I read the book second because I feel like sometimes if you read stuff out of order, it affects your views on stuff. And I didn't want to do that because I love okay. the show more than the first. Won't book. read anyway. Harry Potter. 
Yeah. But totally in for the Bridgerton. Okay. Told you, suck for a period piece. That's not anyway, neither nor there. So though, Anthony, so. though, he his character changes so much. And you get to see kind of why he was the way he was in that first season. Because it was a very traumatizing experience when the father died in Bridgerton. Because if you know anything about the show, Violet, who is the matriarch of the household, she's been raising them for about 10-ish years on her own. Because he died of a bee sting. I'll just, spoiler it, he died of a bee sting. They didn't know he's allergic, got stung, died. Um, and that was... What a wonderful time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> And you don't have those allergy tests, you know? Oh my god. um, So she's been raising them on her own, and Anthony, as a result, has kind of tried to act as the protector. There's... Is that why the bee is in... Is such is a in the big... end of the first season in the window. That was the like teaser for season two. It's like a motif with that show. There's a bee in like the when the theme song plays. There's a bee going around like the yeah. tree as well. Yeah, it's very connected throughout the whole story. Okay, so the bee is is critical to the whole thing. Okay, um, and so, well, I like that that it ties yeah. it in a little bit. There is a theme. Yeah. Okay. Uh, keep going. It's also uh, his redemption, though. You see him become more human you see him really fall in love for the first time because what he thought he felt for Sienna in the first season, who you know, the opera singer, and she leaves him. His decision in the second season is, I'm going to marry whoever the diamond is. I don't care about anything else. I will take care of her and that's all that's important. Okay, just for context, what is a diamond? A diamond of the season is basically like... The queen's pick? The the queen's pick. She is the cream of the crop, best lady in town. Best debutante. Yes. Okay. All and right. in the first season, that was Daphne Bridgerton. Most eligible bachelorette. Yes. Okay. Most definitely. <laughs> um, but he decides that that's oh what he's going to do in the second season. But it kind of gets flipped on its head when the diamond of the season, her sister, is who Anthony is more compatible with. They kind of uh, buck heads. They are very much about, they have their duty to their family before anything else, so they put the needs of their family first, and it kind of brings them closer. This is, I have a deciding factor. And bonds them. I have a deciding factor sort of question. Okay, if you ask me about the Madonna song again, I can't tell you. (laughs) No, it's not about Madonna. Okay, so my question is, oh, you kind of made me forget how I want to phrase this. Okay. If I don't like Anthony while watching the second season. Like, say I get in two episodes and my views on him are have not changed. I still feel the same way as I did from the first season with him. Is it worth continuing watching? It is, because throughout the whole show... They without do- reading the books? Yes, without the books. Okay. Because there are elements that are in the show that aren't included in the books. Um, and vice versa. There's, there's like there's, a departure there's, from there's, the there's little tidbits with both of them that stray a little from the storyline. Like, both of the lines that are huge Creative for the show. Creative liberty type of stuff? Both of the lines that were huge for the show, the I burn for you for, from season one, and the you're the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires, in reality, are both from the second book. They are not even in Daphne and Simon's book, but because it was best suited to them, they stole it from the second book and put it in the first season of the show. Not important, though. Uh, there are flashbacks <laughs> in the second my season. Question. Yes, you wanted to know if you should continue watching, even if you don't like Anthony. If I get two episodes in, let's yeah. say I give it give it two episodes. Yeah. And I don't like Anthony. Yeah. Am I ever going to like Anthony? Yes, after? you will. Okay. Because most of the season was frustrating for fans and for me, I was frustrated as well because they stray away from what occurs in the book in a sense that in the book, just to give you a bit of an idea, um. Anthony and Kate kind of are butting heads on different things, and he's still planning on pursuing the sister, but there's a whole bee incident where Kate gets stung 
on her breast in the um, book, and he panics and thinks he has to like suck venom out of her because that's what <laughs> killed the dad. It's so, it's so cheesy when you read the book. Oh my god! And he insists on like sucking venom out of her, and she's like, "Get off me, you idiot!" And the moms walk in and to save face, they turn around, they get married. That is not at all what happens in the show. And that, I think, was very much an issue for fans and for me watching it, because they don't have that happen the same way in the show. So something that should have ended earlier on gets dragged out a little longer, but by the end of it, it is remedied. So what you're and saying you is do, the second season drags. There is an event that drags throughout the show that could have been, you know... In the second season. Yes. That could have ended earlier to kind of give time for other things. But it is teased okay. that stuff that didn't get, you know perfectly wrapped up in a bow in season two will continue to progress in season three so i'm not overly concerned about that but i will say that if you get to see or you get to the second episode of the season season two and you're not enjoying it if you stick around a little longer you see flashbacks so that you can find out stuff about other characters and mostly to do with anthony and violet and their relationship that makes you see things a little differently and you will eventually grow Who's to violet? like the mom oh okay you see things differently you see how strong certain characters are and the traumas that people have had and how that reflects their decisions later. It's worth it. Okay. You want my verdict? You're twisted. And it's because of Madonna. Madonna <laughs> did it. Yes. That was a little cherry yes, on top. It was, it's always been Madonna. Yes. Uh, no. So I am, I am on the fence. And I think that's a fair... I'm on the fence. I, I don't want to say I'm fully twisted, but you've definitely pulled me away from being adamantly against it. So yeah. I, I might give it a chance and, and see where it goes from there. But I there's still I do think you will like Kate as well. If nothing else, you will like Kate, because Kate is also different from in the book. Kate is... I, I think she's described as Kate blonde. Is. Kate is the one that ends up with Anthony. Well, Her character... Well, now you just ruined it That's for not me. a spoiler, Chelsea. Everyone knows who everyone ends up with in the show. I don't know. Everyone knows. I guess I'm not everyone. Chelsea, if you watch the trailer, you know who everyone ends up with. Okay, well. Anyway. I didn't watch the trailer. Cool, it's the story of Anthony and Kate, so I think you're going to figure out who Kate <sighs> is when they say this is, you know, Kate Sheffield. I'm just going like, to you know, try and pretend two you and didn't two say that. And but anyway, you will like Kate and you will like some fence. of the new characters. You will like some of the new characters, if nothing else. Alright then. Okay, so I, I feel like that's probably... Probably the, the most successful you've... No, no, you've twisted me before. This you, is my most successful one. You got sucked in with music. Yeah. You were like, oh yeah. I am a little bit tempted. Swerve. I can very easily, though, look up the playlist on a streaming service and, and find out, you know, the soundtrack of the album for but, the second season. But the problem with it is the soundtrack, when you so. watch it with the show, kind of makes a scene for I you. Agree and with it that. really, like, paints yeah. a picture. And I think that also kind I of agree. heightens the musical experience for you. So okay. it's worth it to watch it, to experience right. that as well. On the fence. On the fence. Sure. I will, I'll let You're you know. You're leaning on the fence, kind of tipping to my side, holding yeah. on for oh. dear life. Are you so saying the that the, the, the fence is falling down? Yes. Is that what you're it's saying? The, <laughs> the barbed wire won't even keep you there, Chelsea. Oh my gosh. What kind of fence are you talking about? <laughs> I was thinking like a white picket fence. Oh, I was talking like an old wooden one that has like the With the barbed nails, wire? The nails and stuff what, sticking through What it. kind of fence are you, are, like a prison fence is what you're thinking of. Yeah, I'm not on Hop a prison over. fence being I'll electrocuted right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry on that note, that. on that note, since my sister wants me to be fried on a prison fence. I did not even say any of those words <laughs> consecutively <sighs> or at all. 
please let us know if you have any suggestions. And of course, go to Instagram, pop underscore goes underscore the underscore girls, and tell us who's right. Tell tell us if, you know, is it a our diamond polls will the be, season? Our polls will be up so you can turn around and agree with me as soon as you'd like. Is Bridgerton a load of hokum? Like, or we, is we it know. yet another Shonda Rhimes star piece? Oh, okay. Well, let's not get too dramatic. See you next week, everyone. Bye.